Hey there, I was just uh, going through uh, my various podcasts and uh, noticed that uh, I haven't heard from the DS Life for a long time and I uh, just want to let you know that you guys are missed and that uh, we eagerly await uh, your next podcast. So, um, hope to hear from you guys soon. Thanks. Hey everybody and welcome to the DS Life Podcast, episode number 22, recording this on Saturday, November 3rd, 2007. As always, I'm your host Lloyd Hannison, the webmaster of Portable Gaming Revolution, that's pgrevolution.com, and joining me on this nice Saturday morning, my buddy, Edgar First. That was absolutely flawless. It was completely different than the take we had about five minutes ago. Where I forgot my name. Where you forgot your name. And I forgot the date and the year. And you forgot everything else. And you forgot what you and were I doing. And I asked, what, what's a podcast? What am I doing here? And I was like, dude, um, this is Edgar and you're Lloyd. And you're like, who, who are you? And why are you talking to me through this <laughs> headset I have on? I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Dude, good, good. I'm glad we're finally recording this. And hopefully we'll get through it. Guys, really quick. Because uh, we don't want to bog this po- podcast down because we actually would like to finish it. We've tried recording this no less than, uh, I don't know, like five times. Yeah, yeah. Without and a for, word of a lie. Yeah. And for whatever reason, whether it be the internets were down for one of us or, um, you know, whatever, really, um, schedule conflicts. and Lloyd, you've actually had a lot of big news recently, right? Yeah, lots of stuff. Well, first, let's let's explain. Like, you're getting episode 22 now, and you're probably asking, where the hell's 21? Well, 21 has died officially. It is never to be seen again. Episode 21. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's right. Episode 21 has 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 passed on, and it it shall remain as as that passed on. Uh, so we did record, and it took us a, cu- a couple tries to record 21, and then a whole bunch of crap happened. Um, and then my wife uh, Kara went into labor three weeks early, and that was right around the time when 21 should have been out. So uh, we had a beautiful baby daughter. Her name's Alyssa, and uh, we're loving her right now. It's, it's been awesome having another kid. <laughs> but uh, that's been the source of the biggest delay. She's six weeks old now. And uh, so during the last uh, six weeks, haven't done much uh, other than take care of a kid and take care of, of Nick, who's uh, a year and a half. Uh, Edgar and myself got... Uh, got together and on like the 14th of october whatever whatever the date was <laughs> yes we actually you heard started him right recording. the 14th of october <laughs> yeah we started recording uh and and then either i can't i think it was you could, something happened on your end so we had to stop recording we started recording again and then it failed and then we made plans to record again and then i had to actually uh, spend some time at the hospital with Alyssa. so it's just been one thing after another if it's not uh if it's not having a baby or not having the internet down it's it's spending time in the hospital or other things so we do apologize uh i i noticed that there's been some posts on the message boards and on our, our website that we're officially dead and that we're not releasing anything else and i don't know why you guys would say that we haven't said anything official and maybe that's why you said that because we haven't said anything official so we do we do humbly apologize and ask for your forgiveness in this yeah and we've said it before and i know that it our our excuses are wearing thin but uh lloyd and i really have had a lot to deal with in the last couple weeks and lloyd for the benefit of the podcast because i know i've said this to you several times both uh personally and all the times when we recorded the podcasts uh, congratulations, yeah. and on behalf of the DS Life and the We Spot Podcast and the Nerdburp crew, uh, we hope all all the best for you, my friend. Well, well, thank you very much. It means a lot. She's uh, she's a little angel. We're really enjoying having a little baby daughter. 
uh, it's totally different than having a kid than having a boy rather. Uh, and, and even like this early in her life, it's, it's way different. So I'm, I don't know, I'm becoming Mr. Protective daddy and I'm going to have to invest in a shotgun. So I'll have one on, uh, in the house for when uh, she starts dating. I think I'm going to be one of those protective dads that I used to hate when I was dating. So, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, she's going to be so wanted. Changes. Oh, she's going to be so wanted, dude. A, a chick that plays video games and plays them well. You know how hot that is? Yeah. Yeah. With the name of Alyssa, because every Alyssa that I know is smoking. I, I'm just, I'm fearing for my life when I turn, when she turns 18 or when oh, she like starts dating. Milano. She mm, is yeah. one of my faves. Sam from Who's the Boss. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I I'm I don't know. I'm happy now, but talk to me in, in fifteen or sixteen years and see how happy I am. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. I'll probably be more happy. What am I saying? That's true. You probably would. Well, at least you have a son to uh to take care of her a bit, you know, when they yeah, go to school. Yeah, he's gonna be the protector. Exactly. Make That's the, what make the protector. So anyway, enough chatting about kids. I, I do thank you for your congratulations and uh we are enjoying her. But let's get into the meat of this podcast. Uh it's been a while, Edgar. What have you been playing lately? Uh, I know you guys are tired of hearing this, but uh, actually, I've been playing Halo 3. Um, I don't think we've done a podcast since Halo 3's been out. No, but, we have uh, not. Finally finished it on Heroic. I don't think I'm going to go to Legendary. I don't. I want achievements, but it's the type of thing where uh, I don't want them that bad. I'm not a particular uh, game score hound or anything, so... I'll beat so on co-op. Gaming should be fun, not not a chore, is what you're right. saying. <laughs> that's what that's what I think I'm saying here. Yeah. Uh, whereas other people, you know, love love the points. You know what? On heroic, it was right at the point of where frustration could have happened but didn't. Like I'm like I'm gonna play this. I swear to God for 15 more minutes, and if I don't beat it, and then all of a sudden like it makes sense, and then I beat the level, so it's all good. Legendary seems like it will get to that point and beyond where I'm having like cold sweats in the morning. You know, um, I can't yep. sleep right. I can't eat because it's just infuriating. Like my love life goes to hell. Not that it's, you know, any good now, but it goes, I mean, <laughs> you, from zero, I don't know how much you could have less of a, of a love life, but yeah, that's where it'd go. Um, Metroid been trying to get back into Metroid now. Um, now, especially that I'm done with Halo three, I really want to concentrate on Halo. I mean, on, on Metroid and, and get that done, and because uh, it's just it's a, a great game. game, it feels good. It's an awesome, awesome game. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only, my only pet peeve is like, uh, really, the controls are fantastic, but it always feels like you ha- you have your arms so close to you, like you don't mm. move your uh, the Wiimote very much in order to aim. And obviously, that's because you have to point to the screen, um, mm-hmm. so you don't have very much moving the arms. So after a while, it just I just feel like a terror, uh, like a, a Tyrannosaurus. You know, with my little stubby arms, you know, playing uh, Metroid. And other than that, I'm playing uh, Phoenix Wright. I am. I promise you, by the next podcast, I will have it completed. Promise. I am like <laughs> on the been second doing this to for last. How long? Dude, I know, months, right? I th- <laughs> it's disgusting, but I, I will be. I, I will be beating it. It's seriously like it hasn't left my uh, my DS, and I've been. I miss the days when I was like super excited about Brain Age and I would pop it open and do my activities every day because honestly, like, there's not too many video games out there that um, you could pop in and this is and I'm talking about Brain Age here where you could play it and you get your your mind gets a little physical. I mean, a little uh, exercise and automatically you mm-hmm. feel better. You honestly, yeah. I swear to on everything that I love. I've had days where I'm kind of like ho-hum about the day and I just feel kind of meh at best. 
But then mm-hmm. I play a little, uh, you know, brain age, and I get my brain age down to like 22, and then it kind of excites your brain, and it gets the chemicals, you know, roaring in the morning, and you feel great for the rest of the day. It's like, you know, the same kind of little euphoria that people go through when they go to the gym in the morning, you know, it's that kind yeah. of same thing. It stimulates you, whether it's physically or mentally, any stimulation, you know, will, will benefit you throughout the day. So sorry on my little soapbox. Lloyd, what are you playing, my friend? <laughs> Well, the first game that I've been playing lately is probably another one that you're going to want to pick up to get that little mental stimulation every morning, uh, and that's Picross. I finally picked it up after wanting to get it for a while, and I am absolutely in love with this game. Um, basically, it's a Picross means picture crossword. That's where the name came from, and right. it's kind of like Sudoku, where uh, you basically have to solve a puzzle by drawing a picture, and you do that by putting little uh, filling in squares of a grid. Um, I didn't really understand fully how the game worked when I first started it, and it taught you. Um, basically, there's numbers on each column and row, and uh, the numbers indicate the number of spaces or the number of squares together that will have um, mm-hmm. that you have to fill in. So if there's a number two there, that means that there's somewhere in that line, there's going to be two squares side by side that are filled in. And if there's multiple numbers like two, three, two, that means that there's going to be two squares, at least one space between the next group of three and at least one space between the next group of two. So once I got my mind around that, I, I found that I really enjoyed it. Uh, and the really good thing about Picross is it has a daily play mode. Uh, you, you basically flip it open. Uh, you, you go to your daily play section. You play uh, all the different modes that you've unlocked. Um, the more you play every day, the more modes you'll unlock up to, I believe, believe it's five and uh, you basically get your your little uh, speed burst of puzzle solving done within like five or ten minutes in the morning and go about your day so if you guys have have been on the fence about picross or been wondering if you'd like it if you're at all into uh, logic puzzles or 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 any sort of puzzler sudoku any type of game like that you gotta get picross it is really absolutely fabulous game yeah, uh, okay. totally. I I know that Steve it, got it and he digs it and to hear that you enjoy it as much as he does and both of you are recommending. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to have to pick it up. Yeah, and and besides the fact it has Nintendo Wi-Fi connection support so you can trade puzzles that you've made with your friends and you could download puzzles off of uh off the web like off of that other people have made basically. Oh, um, that's so awesome. it's basically it, it's like limitless really. Uh there's there's like no end of puzzles that you'll be able to play on the game. So highly recommend that. Uh, the other DS game that I've been playing has been Zant- uh, Zelda Phantom Hourglass. Uh, kind of enjoying it. Uh, I really enjoyed it for the first little while. And then I got to, uh, there's a certain dungeon that you have to replay multiple times through the game. And I got to one part in this dungeon and I just grew tired of it. And I put my game down and I haven't touched it since. So uh, not to say it's a bad game. It's probably one of the better Zeldas that have come out in the last little while. I, I think I'm just on a little bit of Zelda overload uh, since I've been playing the uh, the Wii one uh, most recently. I, I think that's too much Zelda in one year. So I'm going to give it a little bit of a break and get back to it. Um, other games, I've uh, been playing some some uh, what, Xbox 360 games, Halo 3, Bioshock, Orange Box. Halo 3 is awesome, Bioshock's awesome, Orange Box is awesome. So yeah, I don't know, I've been playing a lot of games, even though I'm taking care of uh, two kids. I, I think I, I, find an, I find a couple hours in the evening and play some games to uh, maintain my mental sanity. Um, and it's been going really well. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about it. I've been playing a lot of stuff, so... Let's, uh, Just to let you guys know again. this man's dedication, this guy, I mean, like I said, we don't know how, me and Steve don't know how this guy manages because he manages to play more video games than us, and Steve has no life. He barely has a girlfriend as it is, so it's pretty <laughs> amazing that uh, Lloyd is married, has two children, and 
three different pod four three different four different podcasts three different podcasts three three different podcasts well, and two, um, two and a bit <laughs> yeah and then one, uh, a couple websites that he maintains plus he has time to play video games so let's give him a round of applause ladies and gentlemen he's a he's a great cat doing his time oh, playing you. his games yeah i i like to say that i do it for you guys but really i'm just i like playing games i do it for myself and and doing all this uh the podcast and website stuff it's just a big excuse to play more games but don't tell my wife <laughs> exactly welcome to the ds live podcast <laughs> Bringing you the latest news from the DS scene. All right, should we uh, jump on into what's going to be released in the next few weeks? Sure. Uh, the DS is a, a crazy selling machine. Uh, like hundreds of thousands of units go each month, which means that there's a lot of game manufacturers out there that are going to be releasing product for this uh, system. And it also happens to be near the end of the year, getting close to the Christmas buying season. So there is a a truckload of games coming out every week. Um, I'll give you a brief rundown of what, of the good games that came out last week uh, or a couple weeks ago. That is Front Mission DS. Really, really great game. Uh, if you guys are into any sort of robots, you might want to check this one out. Uh, Mega Man ZX Advent, uh, which is an, another entry into the Mega Man ZX series. Um, I'm hearing good things about it. So if you're a Mega Man fan, you might want to pick that up. And of course, number three in the Phoenix Wright trilogy, that's Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations came out. Um, Edgar hasn't picked it up because he hasn't finished the first one. But if you guys have finished the first two, you might want to check that one out. And I got the guys, I encourage you, um, because we've talked about this on a previous podcast, pick it up regardless. If this is a game that you plan on playing in the future, even if you haven't, I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to go pick it up today because I know Circuit is having a sale on DS games. It's not one of them, but I plan on picking it up. Capcom said openly that if this game doesn't sell, there will not be any more released in the U.S. They'll still yes. make them for Japan because they still sell very well there. But Capcom openly said if the third one does not sell well in the U.S., don't plan on the U.S. getting any more. So the, uh, the Japanese public will still get the Phoenix Wright goodness, but will be left out mm-hmm. in the cold. And which I object, is, is, Lloyd. I object. Yeah. I was about to say that. And it's actually uh, kind of odd because the first three Phoenix Wright games that have come out here, so including Trials and Tribulations, are basically the Game Boy versions that came out in Japan. They've been ported over to the DS and resold. So we're just getting like games that have come out like five years ago or whatever um, on the Game Boy Advance in Japan. And number four, which is the one that just released in Japan, is the first game that has been like born and bred on the DS. And for really? Capcom cut. Capcom to threaten not to send this one to the DS or to the North American market on the DS, uh, it, it's pretty scary. So hopefully this game sells decent uh, enough for Capcom to release number four over here. Absolutely. All right, hey, let's get well, into let's, this um, massive release list. Release yeah, list. Let, let's uh, let's breeze through these as fast as humanly possible, and I'll get into the good games at the end. This is just going to be a lot of filler and a lot of kitty games. Um, so if you guys are into those types of stuff, you might want to pay attention. Uh, how about, how about, can you put some fast forward on Edgar? Can we? Uh, yeah. Okay. You ready? Fast? Yeah. Okay, Mark, I, w- I want a nice good sigh though at the end of it. Okay. All right. Ready? One, okay. two, yeah. three. All right, so the first one is Bratz for real. That's Bratz with a Z. You know how we feel about that series, Bratz. Yeah. Anyway, Build a Bear Workshop is our next game, uh, followed by Dora the Explorer, Dora Saves Mermaid, followed by Go Diego Go Safari Adventure. So two games based on the same series, uh, one for the girls, one for the guys. Uh, we have Shrek the Third, Ogres and Donkeys coming out. A game called Enchanted, which I know absolutely nothing about. I uh, haven't seen any screens or heard anything about this game, so sorry, I can't be any more insightful than that. We have Hot Wheels Beat That, and we have a trilogy of My Coach games coming out. That's My French Coach, My Spanish Coach, and My Word Coach. I think Edgar's going to be picking up My Spanish Coach. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick up any of those ones, though. Uh, we have a game that I can't even 
pronounced called Otamanorama, uh, which is out and interesting and hard to pronounce, so I don't know if it's going to do that well. We have a game called Panzer Tactics, which is obviously a tank game. Uh, we have Puzzle the Harvest Moon, which is a puzzle game based on the Harvest Moon world. Uh, it's basically, you're playing the Harvest Moon game with some puzzle stuff thrown into it. Looks interesting. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick that one up. We have World Series of Poker 2008. Yeah. <sighs> And there we go. Good job. Let's uh, let's get into the good games that are coming out next week. Uh, we have four games which I, I believe are going to be good sellers on the DS. That is Han- Hannah Montana, Music Jam. And I can hear everybody say, what? Hannah Montana? This is actually almost like Guitar Hero on your DS. Um, I don't know why they took a kid's... Um, kids movie or kids show called Hannah Montana and and converted into this Guitar Hero like game but basically it, it is a game where you play music and you have to uh, play music on the beat unlock new songs unlock all that type of stuff so I think this is going to sell well to people that wouldn't buy anything Hannah Montana just because it is a Guitar Hero fix on the DS we have Lego Star Wars the complete saga coming out so that's episode one through six all playable on the DS and I'm hoping and my fingers are crossed that there isn't going to be so many game ending bugs that the uh, Lego Star Wars, the, uh, the the first trilogy, when it came out on the DS, things where you'd fall through the floor, or that the game would just freeze and crash. Uh, let's hopefully let's hope that they put a lot more polish into that. We have Dragon Quest Monsters Joker, which is a Dragon Quest game coming out. It sold really well in Japan, so they're hoping that it's going to sell very well here. If you're into RPGs, you might want to check this one out. And then this one's kind of interesting. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is making an appearance on the DS. So if you want to get your first-person shooter gaming in, uh, this might be one to pick up and check out. Some real quick notes. I managed to go to uh, E4All uh, a couple weeks ago and got my hands on Call of Duty 4, Mm -hmm. and it looks incredible. Like what they're doing with the hardware is fantastic. Like there's, um, it looks very, uh, looks very much of the same quality of uh, Brothers in Arms that was released recently. Yeah, that's what I've been. I've been hearing that it's going to be a really good first person shooter. Uh, I'm I'm quite interested in seeing how it pans out on the DS. And and uh, just uh, during that little ramp up, uh, the little speed ramp that we heard earlier, and uh, Lloyd mentioned Enchanted. I don't know, but I think it's based on that new Disney movie that's coming out where they, uh, yeah, that, that makes yeah, sense. It's coming out, I think, uh, soon. So I imagine that's they're releasing it in time for the movie. So, yeah, All right. very very Nintendo thing to do. So or very Disney, Disney thing yeah. to do. I mean. <laughs> so we uh, should we go into the the meat and potatoes of the podcast? Yeah, let's get into the news. DS news. All right, guys, uh, this is a game that I'm really, really, really excited about. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, info released about it in the last little while, and that is Contra 4. That is the fourth game in the Contra main Contra series. There's been some other games that don't really tie into this, and this is a DS exclusive. I know we've talked about it before. Uh, I am so yeah, excited yeah. about this. Uh, but anyway, um, the bonus features list has been released, and it's uh, pretty staggering and pretty exciting. Um, that is, there is going to be a virtual museum, uh, virtual museum rather, built into the game, uh, which is going to have a history on all the Contra franchise, all the box art, screenshots, info on the games, uh, stuff on like the the instruction manuals, uh, character art, and it's not just going to be for the U.S. Contra series. You're going to get info from the U.S., J- Japan, and European Contra series. So stuff that you've probably never seen here might be in this disc. Um, and this this has excited me, and I know it excited Edgar. Unlockable versions of the uh. NES Classic games Contra and Super C will be unlockable in this game. 
So three games in one. That's a pretty good deal, I would say. Yeah, I'm way, way <laughs> too excited for Super Contra. Um, I played Contra on NES, obviously, a ton. But the one that really just sticks out as one of my favorite Contras in the series was Super Contra, where that one turtle at the first level starts, like, dry humping mm. the floor when he starts dying. Do you remember that at all? <laughs> that I one do. I do, weird yes. mutant turtle. And, uh, yeah, it was just a great... It, it it was such a good time in gaming and i and you know what was cool is i played it again at e for all and it's so disgustingly hard guys if you're looking for an easy game mm-hmm. again we've talked about the whole renaissance in gaming where they're kind of going to the old school and uh bringing out the classics and making them better than ever this is in the same vein of like final fantasy when they released it for the ds in the same vein of super mario um being released on the ds where they're taking uh, an old concept giving it a new spin and it feels fresh and still feels great mm-hmm. it is so fun it's kind of like a mixture of bio uh, bionic commando and uh contra because now he has uh, in order to utilize both screens he has a mechanical arm to uh, transport uh, between different platforms um it is intensely right. hard i didn't even get through the first level i basically went to the download station i downloaded and i kept it overnight and uh Walking oh, cool. back and forth and taking the bus to the E for All, I got a chance to play it, and it is so disgustingly hard. But it's not to the point where you feel like you're like it's broken. I mean, I mean I'm sure you guys play the type of game where you feel like you try to play a game, and there's just something wrong with it inherently that you'll never be able to f- beat. But you know, it's just the, your own lack of skill as to why you're not beating it. And you get a little farther and farther, but man, it is stupid hard. It is so hard, but it's going to be fun. That's what I've been yeah. hearing. I, when I, when I was taking the yeah. bus and I was leaving uh, E for all, I kid you not when I say like three or four people uh, on the bus were like, dude, Contra four, one guy, he had just left E for all. He's like, man, I'm of course in jest and all, but he was like, I would buy a DS just so I could keep the demo on there for as long as I could. You know, because he already had a DS. So he's like, because I, I never want to leave. I, I want I want it now, and I can't wait to have it. So I might as well just buy a DS, download it, and just keep it on there since I can't turn it off, which I thought was pretty funny. Jeez. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to be great. I mean, it's, it's definitely not going to be an easy game. It's definitely going to be a hardcore game for the hardcore gamers out there. Not a casual title for your parents, definitely. Um, but it's going to be great. Um, some other interesting unlockables are uh, additional characters for the game. Uh, so if there's apparently five of them, maybe more, including the character from the European and Japanese version called Probotector, which uh, they didn't call it Contra. It was called Super Probotector and just Probotector. It's uh, going to be that character who, who looked a little bit different will be in the game. There's going to be some comic books thrown in um, so you can read through uh, some limited edition I guess Contra Comics and a full intro interview. Rather, I, I can't speak today. What's what's happening? I don't know, here? man. We're a little let's, rusty. Uh, let's let's clean up. Yeah, a full interview with the uh, producer Nobuya Nazako, no, Nakazato uh, will be in the game as well. So this is kind of strange for a DS game to have so many like really great unlockables thrown in. Um, so yeah, definitely one to look forward to. And if you look for, are looking for more information on that, the official Contra 4 website has just launched. I think it launched today actually. And you can check that out at konami-data.com slash official site slash Contra 4. And of course, so you don't have to remember that it will be linked in the show notes. So Contra 4, it's almost here. I can, I can smell it. So excited. All right, let's go to the next bit of news. Yeah. 
Well, this is this is interesting. Um, Nintendo, or I guess the, a, a company, uh, base, basically, uh, what is it? Uh, Game of Sutra uh, dug through the financial reports that Nintendo releases to uh, come up with the million sellers. So all, all the games that have sold a million or more copies on the Nintendo DS and on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, on the DS, uh, the top seller is Nintendogs across all the different titles. Uh, get this, 15,770,000 units. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's... Um, insane. Um, you have Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which have only been out for, what, four months, three months? Uh, they've already sold 12.17 million units. New Super Mario Brothers sold 11.1 million units. Uh, Brain Age, almost 10 million, uh, 9.6 million units. Uh, Mario Kart, 8.5. Uh, Brain Age 2, 7.5. That's kind of interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, and then Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, and Phantom Hourglass, it's only been out for a month, and it's already sold 1.35 million wow. units. Um, yeah, it's so a lot of million sellers, and they're all Nintendo games, which is interesting. Uh, on the Wii, uh, there's some really great games as well, but we'll get to that on the Wii Spot Absolutely. podcast. All right, what's next on the list? Well, uh, jam sessions. Uh, this is this is one that really interests <laughs> you. If you're interested in jam sessions, the DS game that came out uh, a couple mo- about a month ago, I guess, mm-hmm. on the DS. Well, there's going to be a special bundle coming out, which Edgar is so amped about. Oh, I like what you why, did why there. Don't, why don't you tell Why don't you tell people about it, Edgar? I think we've mentioned it in a previous podcast, but um, basically, you guys all know jam sessions. It's a, a guitar simulation game. Um, it was released in Japan sometime last year, um, and it's gotten mixed reviews, um, pretty much f- from average to above average uh, reviews. On basically, um, you, well, I don't, I don't need to explain the game. The game came out. Uh, I got a chance to play it. Kind of a pretty fun game. It's neat. It's very freestyle. It's very much not even a game at all. It's almost mm-hmm. like an interactive. Um, it's almost like interactive sheet music is what it is. Uh, and then a, a chance to actually record your chords and music and whatnot. But really cool thing is that if you didn't pick it up, you'll get actually a chance to pick it up in November with an amp. So it's an amp dedicated to the DS. So uh, if you enjoy jam sessions or you're really considering buying it, or if you're a musician, um, you will have an option to just Hook it up to your DS directly. It's a little amp. I think it's going to be about 80, uh, 70, 80 bucks when it comes out. Yeah, let me uh, let me have a quick peek. I think it's something like that. Um, yeah. I think it was either yeah. 69 or it's 79. It's $69.99, $69. and it looks like it might have slipped a little bit. Um, it looks like it might be out at just at the either at the end of November or the start of December. So oh, wow, it did slip. It'll be bit. out soon anyway. Yeah. yeah. So pretty, pretty stoked about it. Um, and it's going to be... A, you know, a full-fledged little amplifier to make your DS actually sound like a little portable guitar. So you could count on me when I am down in the dumps and I don't have any money to be on Venice Beach with all the other jugglers and <laughs> all the buskers. People. Yeah, <laughs> Edgar and, the busker. And I'll be there with the already the one-man party with the symbols between his thighs. I'll be there with my little DS and playing uh, some jam sessions for a buck or two. Well, that's good. Well, well, speaking of portable um, guitars, uh, how would you guys like a portable book? Uh, If if you say yes, you might want to check these out. Uh, Codemasters has teamed up with uh, a company called Templar Publishing, 
and they've released uh, all those ology books that you might have seen in stores dragonology wizardology and pirateology i actually was going to pick up dragonology to uh, have for later in life when nick grows up because he, he kind of likes dragons already and he's like a year and a half um but basically um codemaster is going to be bringing virtual versions of these books onto the ds and the wii um on the ds you're basically going to be um you're going to be reading the book, um, flipping through the pages, looking at all the different uh, illustrations and things. And on the Wii, they're going to be uh, putting some interactivity into it as well. Um, so that's kind of neat. Uh, I, I always wanted a um, an ebook reader on the DS. That's right. one of my number one requests that, that, that should have been out on the DS from day one. It's kind of neat to see a company doing it, um, even though... It's not really an ebook reader. They're going to be making a custom cartridges for every single book that is coming out. I, I would, I'm still holding up hope that uh, some company comes up with a uh, an ebook reader that you'd buy on a cartridge that has flash memory, which you can just copy your your PDFs that you've bought and uh, dump onto this uh, memory stick and then read on your DS while on the go. Because that just seems uh, to make sense. I mean, you can hold it like a book. Why can't you read books on it? Absolutely, it'd be really cool. It'd be nice to have. Uh... And actually, to see more of an adult spin on it, and you know, sh- release the the top ten New York bestsellers. You know, uh, not that yeah. it would happen, but it'd be nice to see something like that come to fruition, especially with the DS becoming as ubiquitous as it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, okay, moving along. Um, this is only for our Japanese uh, listeners, so if if you're not in Japan, uh, you can either tune out or just think about all the cool stuff that is coming out over there that we're not uh, actually getting. If you live in Japan, you'll soon be able to buy a TV tuner that plugs into your Game Boy Advance slot and allows you to watch over-the-air cable in Japan, which is just unbelievably crazy to me. Uh, I, I just don't understand how that even works. But uh, <laughs> Nintendo, they're they're wizards. Maybe they've been reading Wizardology uh, from Codemasters. Maybe. And, and they've... they've They've put that together, and yeah. So if you're if you're in Japan, you can definitely watch TV on your DS, and maybe that that will hold out hope that in in the future maybe we'll have a a TV tuner or some other weird peripheral coming from Nintendo. I just thought it was a really neat story, and I will uh, link link to it in the show notes so you guys can take a peek at it as well. It just it looks bizarre. I don't know walking yeah, around with that on your DS. I, I don't know that it would uh, sell all that well here in the states. That kind of stuff seems like it always does pretty decently uh, overseas in Japan. Yeah, uh, you know, portable well, especially with the stuff. U.S. Uh, getting getting rid of all the over-the-air cable stuff. I mean, you guys will only be doing digital cable soon, so I don't think these things will even have a place in the future. No, no, it would just be your local channels. Uh, yeah, even with digital, it, I mean, unless they put like a nice little digital tuner on there, which sounds very expensive yeah. to me, you're pretty yeah. much gonna be screwed. Yeah, so. exactly. But interesting. Those right, Japanese guys. people, they get all the cool stuff. They do. They do get all the cool gadgets and stuff. Um, a couple of last bit of uh, items, but they're pretty big. Iwata just spoke uh, to investors about the future of the Wii and the DS, more importantly, for this podcast. Uh, and he goes on to say that he best, uh, long, long uh, interview short, um, and actually I'll send the link to Lloyd and he'll post it because it's a, it's a very long, very interesting, and it, it kind of gives you a little <coughs> insight on uh, Iwata and he just he just seems like a cool cat man Iwata every time he speaks mm-hmm. I'm like you know what he just makes sense out of all the different CEOs and all the different chairmen uh, of any other companies like he just seems mm-hmm. like it, he just makes sense he just seems like a humble person anyways um, he's, he talks about how the DS is pretty much a force to be reckoned with and they it almost seems like they are having a tr- like 
They don't want to become arrogant, and they're trying to think of ways to utilize the fact that it's in so many people's hands, and they're trying to respect the fact that it's such a hot seller. What I mean by that is they're trying to respect that um, someone who may have purchased a DS Fat or a DS Lite recently, um, they don't want to have a hardware change that would uh, totally make it unbackwards compatible or uh, mm. make you want to upgrade, if that makes any sense. They are trying to make it so that... Um, I'll give you an example. He was talking about downloadable games. Like if you go to a train stop or a bus station, it'd be nice to be able to transfer games or download games. And he kind of stopped himself because he didn't. He goes, well, th- just to let you guys know, there's not going to be hardware revisions. So, uh, guys, if you were playing on a new DS coming out anytime soon, uh, he pretty much ixnayed that rumor and 86 it. So that's not happening. It may happen. I mean, they could just be flat out lying to us, but he pretty much said don't expect any hardware changes. Um because he doesn't want to isolate or separate the people that would be buying new DSs versus old DSs. He wants mm-hmm. to keep that community together, which is, you know, uh, very responsible. Now, this is also tying into a rumor that Lloyd posted a uh, a link to. Uh, would you like to speak on that a little bit? Uh, well, yeah, go, go for it. Mention it and then I will uh, I'll talk, okay. talk about it. Um, basically, uh, Lloyd brought to the attention of myself a uh, an article um, of a rumored official flashcard for downloading downloading Game Boy games, and we had mentioned this prior uh, that the Wii will eventually be used to as a as a channel and as a way as a as a portal to download DS demos to your DS, um, yeah. and you know we've talked about that like since Wii Spot One. Uh, we've talked yeah, about how exactly. that would be a really neat feature. Um, and then Edge Magazine came out with this little rumor that it may be official, that Nintendo may be working on a flashcard. And at first, from you know, from a, a point of anyone's point of view, you would think, what, are you crazy? That's not going to happen. That just seems very counter Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Lloyd, jump in. Do you want to say anything real quick? Yeah, like I've read a little bit about this whole thing, and it... At first, I kind of like just wrote it off as a rumor, but now I don't know. I, I I'm kind of, I'm I'm almost convinced that this is going to come out. Um, basically, Virtual Console has been such a huge success on the Wii. Uh, it only makes sense that Nintendo would want to do a Virtual Console for the the DS. Um, the DS itself will not play Game Boy One cartridges, so that's like I don't know a couple thousand games worldwide that will not be able to be played on their future. Um, handhelds since they've already said that the Game Boy is dead they're not releasing anything else in the Game Boy line of of systems Um, so Edge came out and reported that there will be some sort of flash cart that will come with uh, that that will have room on it for games and you'll be able to download games Um, I've read some other some other articles and to me it it almost seems like Nintendo is going to be selling um, the virtual console service as, as kind of a bundle. So you'll be buying a cartridge that will slide into your, your Game Boy slot. Um, yes. And then you'd also, and then it would also come with a little game that would go into your DS slot. The, the DS slot would be the, the connection to um, the, 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 the internet. So you'll be able to download games and then it would actually store them on the RAM card that would be in your DS slot. Nintendo's done that before with the Opera web browser, so it's not too hard to believe that this might happen. So I don't know. I, I'm almost convinced that this will happen. Uh, no news, no, no idea when it will actually happen. But I don't know how cool it would be to, to download like uh, the, the first Zelda or the, the first uh, Super Mario Brothers game that you played on uh, on your 
huge Game Boy way back in the day and, and play it uh, while on the go on your Nintendo DS. I don't know. It seems really cool to me and seems very possible given the, uh, the, the virtual console's success for the Wii. It seems extremely cool, and I'll take it a bit even further um, because the way Iwata was speaking, he was kind of alluding to future uh, features on the DS, and we all know that as it is, the DS, there's really no firmware updates or firmware upgrades and really, it ha- I mean, unlike the PSP that you know gets new functionality added, the DS has pretty much has been stagnant since it was released. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know; it just seems like a way for Nintendo to allow itself to hack its own system. Um, yeah. You know, to have a little flashcard again. Um, uh, and and who else can do it better than Nintendo? We all know that's possible because there's a bunch of uh, homebrew. Um, uh, flashcards and such that are available that use mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance slot. Um, yeah. But how awesome would that be to for Nintendo to release, you know, a form uh, an option for people to upgrade in a very inexpensive way their DS. You know, you buy yeah. a Game Boy Advance cartridge uh, that will slide it very neatly into the bottom of your DS. Because really, how much do you use that slot right now anyway? Um, yeah, and so you slide Adrian, it in. It has a- a slim or a DS Lite probably does not ever use that slot unless they have a rumble pack in there. Exactly. I mean, there's a couple of games that we've talked about previously that would that are going to start using it. You know, with like little roll like trackballs and whatnot. But for the most part, I honestly I take it out just to make sure it's still there and I didn't lose it. Like I take out the little plastic. I go, oh, okay, good. My connector's still there because I was kind of worried since I have never used it. <laughs> um, so. It'd be really neat. I would love to see, and again, this is so counter Nintendo for them to do anything like this. But um, you know, with the browser being something that kind of alluded to or a step in that direction, um, it'd be awesome to see Nintendo. You know, um, a you know a few months from now to sell the DS software version too, and all you have to do is plug it in, and it may be a way mm-hmm. to keep games that you download. Uh, stored like as demos it could be a way to for Nintendo to finally be uh, able to update you know different software it'll boot from the Game Boy Advanced card instead of the firmware and use some of the rudimentary programming that's already inherent in the DS but upgrade it maybe a new chat Mm -hmm. maybe new this new that it's possible not sure if Nintendo would do it but it wouldn't be sweet yeah, that would be like I I know DS is or DS. I know Nintendo has done something with writing new firmware when the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection first came out, and then it basically wrote some information to the internal memory, um, mm-hmm. and then it, it would store that in the internal memory of your DS and also the internal memory of the game itself that you were playing. I, I, I don't know. I, I just wish Nintendo would have built in the firmware upgrade capability into the DS. Uh, I know that when I was doing some research on some of the homebrew stuff that we were going to talk about that never actually panned out, um, <laughs> there's um, there's like third-party homebrew firmwares that you can install in your DS that allow you to um, either install Linux on it and do some weird stuff. Right. But the only way to actually get right access to the firmware is to actually branch up a point on the logic board. So you actually have to take a screwdriver and hold it across two solder points, which is like super scary for most people. Yeah. And then it allows the DS to go into write mode and allow you to write the firmware. It almost makes me hope that maybe Nintendo has another way or another thing in store that will allow us to write like a new firmware into the ds so, because how cool would it be to have like the 
like a I don't know a Game Boy download service built right into the DS. So you have uh, when you open it up, you have the the game channel, you have the picto chat thing, and then you also have the virtual console or virtual handheld or whatever they're going to call it that you would click and then would access the uh, the slot on the bottom and show any games that you've downloaded um, as playable. I don't know. I don't know. I'm super excited with this announcement. I'm a big retro game fan, as you guys probably know, if you've listened to the Wii Spot podcast. And I have some favorite Game Boy games that I would love to play again without having to go dig up through my uh, through my cupboards and, and actually find the game and find the a Game Boy that actually works. Yeah, and if it's if it does become something that you know Nintendo uses to update their software, it'd be cool because then it kind of still unifies the old DSs and new DSs and future DSs all tied together because that's what it was afraid of of division between the different mm-hmm. markets you know um it's the ds is on a massive massive high right now and there's no reason to slow that down you know mm-hmm. they they're still selling machine hand over fist and there's no reason why you start you should start dividing or segmenting your market so this would be an ideal and perfect way to do something like that you know just a little pack that mm-hmm. upgrades your software that you know you could maybe download little plugins here and there um, and not to speak too much about the Wii, but he kind of is also insinuating something about that with the Wii. And we'll talk about that on the Wii podcast. Um, you know, he, he mentioned plugins and uh, working with other partners to bring stuff to the Wii channel. So that's all very exciting that Nintendo's kind of realizing how big they are almost. And they mm-hmm. seem that this is, they see that this is such a global thing. Um, more so than before and they're realizing that they're touching many different types of people now and that they may need to broaden their sense a bit is what it seems to me when you read his speech that he understands that um that they may need help from other people which would be really cool exactly and then they have a lot of responsibility to the people that have already ponied up cash to not just come up with uh, ds2 in in a year and make all of those ds's obsolete overnight right um which i don't know nintendo's such a big company and they make a a truckload of money um but it's really cool to see that they're actual nice people too i mean they're not the the typical corporation that uh, is out to lie cheat and steal their way to uh, profits nintendo actually seems to really get um, that that they if they support their people, their people will support them. Exactly, and that's why we're here doing a DS Live podcast, Lloyd. Exactly, that's that's exactly right. All right, so let's move on to the last story. I don't that's know, Edgar, do you wanna do you wanna take this one since you are American? Sure, sure. Uh, actually, uh, this is kind of a rumor. Um, we haven't heard anything too much about it, Lloyd. I think saw pictures. I just stumbled onto this news bite uh, on Black Friday. Sears, of all companies for some reason, may introduce two different colors of DSs. Um, there will be like a light, light pink for Nintendogs, and then there'll be a, a golden Zelda uh, DS. I was going to make a bad golden R. Kelly DS joke, but I decided not to because that'd be in bad taste. So I decided, yeah, but I, I threw it out there anyway and let your little minds wander. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, there is... A clipping from uh, like a Black Thursday. Is it Black Friday? Black Friday uh, ad. Yeah, Black Friday ad. Uh, Depicting two different DSs. And the price would be like $149. And you get uh, Phantom, the Phantom Hourglass with one. And you'd get a uh, a Nintendogs game with the other. So $150. And you get, you know, the new Zelda on your DS. And you get a super awesome DS color. A little Mm -hmm. gaudy. So, you know, it... It looks kind of nice, though. It's something different. But what puzzles both Lloyd and I is that 
it's available through Sears. When has Sears yeah. been a relevant force in the market? <laughs> well, I remember back in the day, they were the big... Uh, they, they, they made the determination that the Atari 2600 would win the early console war by only stocking Atari 2600 games. They used to be huge in the game market back yeah. in like Pong and the Pong era. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, I can understand them making, I don't know, uh, some some form of, of splash in the market back then. But now, I mean, no one goes to Sears to buy electronics anymore unless nope. they have a good sale. Yeah, that's so I honestly, I don't think I've ever purchased anything from Sears and ever. Really, I, mm-hmm. so it's just odd. Maybe this is just a leak from Sears, and we'll see other vendors doing the same thing. Um, everyone is is keeping uh, a very very tight lip about their Black Friday sales. Um, I know that even Walmart and Best Buy have been sending out um, not even cease and desist because these are letters mm-hmm. just to because you know how they right before Black Friday these websites pop up that have you know uh, scans of the ads and whatnot. Yeah. Um, they're not even saying cease and desist because that would imply that they have something. They're sending out letters to these websites saying, look, you probably don't have them now, but just let you know, if you ever do, we'll sue you type thing. (laughs) So (laughs) it's already, that's already floating around. So, um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see other retailers having the same models. I, I most likely if Sears has them, I doubt they will be exclusive to Sears, but you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see, but yeah, very doubtful. Like you said, you never know. You never know. All right. You yeah. want to get into emails and voicemails? DS Life. Touchback. All right. Well, we got a, we got a lot of emails actually. We, um, we received a huge response for our girl gamer discussion that we had when we asked what girl gamers really want. Uh, do they want to play Imagine Babies or do they want to play normal games that, that everybody can enjoy? And we got a huge flood of email. So we're going to have a couple of those in this uh, message. I'm going to read them at the end. Um, not really going to comment too much on them. Um, but we have a couple emails from our listeners that we want to read up front. The first one is from Austin, and it goes, Hey guys, I'm wondering if you could help me out. I currently own an original DS, and I'm trying to decide whether or not to buy a DS Lite. I've tried sign out or tried some out and I really like the bright screen, but it is very uncomfortable to hold and difficult to handle because it's so small. I don't like the new D-pad and buttons and they just don't seem as responsive as the ones on the previous version of the DS. Should I take the plunge and buy the DS Lite or is it possible to send my DS to Nintendo to get better backlights? You guys do a great show. Uh, Austin, PS, I'm really looking forward to Call of Duty 4 on the DS, but I wish it was Wi-Fi. So there you go, Austin. We just talked about Call of Duty 4 in this episode of the podcast. So Edgar, what do you think? I think there's no way in heck that uh, Nintendo would ever give you backlights, better backlights for your... It's a, to- a totally different screen, and I imagine mm-hmm. the circuitry behind it is completely different. So there may not even be mods for the... Ta- well, I'm sure there's mods that people do because yeah. people do crazy things. But as far as yeah. anything that you would even want to try or do yourself, um, if you really want the bright screen, go for the DS Lite. The DS Lite is awesome as far as... Um, colors and brightness and being able to play in in the in a bright or dark area um that's a big thing because sometimes the uh on the ds the old ds things got washed out if you were in too bright of an area as well um but you know what though it all it also depends you you want to be comfortable so if i know that when i first got the ds light um because it was so square you felt kind of cramped so um, give yourself some more time with the DS and see if you could develop a way to hold it because I know it took me... I have tiny little 12-year-old boy hands. So 
um <laughs> the uh the fact that the ds the way it was shaped and it's smaller it actually fit better but it's i still cramped up a bit when playing mm. so how about you Lloyd? yeah i I think the same way. I mean, if you if you like the bright screens, you have to get a DS Lite. Uh, but if the buttons and everything else, you, you don't like them, I mean, maybe you want to hold out and keep your fat. I mean, if your fat is still working, why replace it? Um, but I don't know. Personally, I saw the DS Lite screen comparisons, and I knew I had to have one. And I gave the DS uh, fat to my wife, and she's been enjoying it ever since. So I don't know. I really like the, uh, the DS Lite, but to each their own. And yeah, just like Edgar said, there's no way that uh, Nintendo would ever replace the backlights um, just because the screens themselves are so different and the one in the ds Lite, the screens are actually just a little bit smaller so it makes it impossible to even just do a a quick replace yourself if you wanted to uh to to mod it to have an old the old screens in the new ds or the new screens in the old ds right so right really i i guess what's what's the decision (laughs) what should he do um uh, if you if you really if if bright screens is the most important thing to you, you need to get a light. Otherwise, you might want to keep your DS fat and uh, stick with that one until it dies. Exactly. All right, next one. All right, moving along. Uh, Andre Mello writes in. He goes, "Hey guys, love your show. This is Andre writing you from Portugal. On your last podcast, someone sent an email asking for good RPGs on the DS. Well, I've been playing Magical Star Sign and I'm loving it. The graphics are simple but uh, very pretty, and the controls are very well done." You move and choose your attacks with just your stylus, and the story isn't very good, but the game is long and fun to play, so you should definitely give it a try. Keep up the good work. Sorry for the bad English. I think your English was fine, Andre. And that was from Andre. So there you go. Um, Some great uh, RPGs have been coming out lately for the DS. Of course, we have The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, which is phenomenal. Um, Don't let me, uh, saying that I stopped playing it because I was frustrated, uh, stop you. It is definitely one of the the best games on the DS, uh, hands down. Um, But if you're looking for more, uh, Magical Star Sign might be one for you. Exactly. Um... I, I'm not too sure uh, what else we could recommend as far as good D, uh, good RPGs for the DS. No, nothing's, nothing really good has come out since the last podcast, so uh, except for Zelda. So I, I would say that if you're looking for more, you might want to check out Magical Star Sign um, or Zelda. If you've been looking for DS uh, RPGs, you've probably picked up Zelda already because it's been out for a while. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll keep mentioning RPGs as they come out because that's a, a, a big uh a big genre favorite of mine. Exactly. Um, I mean, and if you're just looking for story, um, you know, you don't have to stay necessarily in the RPG realm. There's still uh, almost interactive books like Phoenix Wright, Hotel Dusk, or, mm-hmm. you know, Trauma Center that have a strong story, that, but they're not necessarily RPGs. Um, so it depends on what you're really looking for. Um, but yeah, the Final Fantasies were always great. And you, you I mean, you still have the option of playing... Um, Game Boy games, so you could go back to older Game Boy games if you must to play to get your RPG fix. Exactly. All right, excellent. Uh, and well, let's move this along. Is, this uh, is the, the big one, right? Yeah, this is going to take uh, take a while to read. It's it's a very long one, but it's very insightful, and that's why we wanted to have it in this podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, boy. Uh, and this, of course, is the first of our two responses to our girl gamer question. And this uh, this one is from Jean, and she writes, I'm a girl, and I play video games. Well, that sounds like an, like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting introduction. Or something. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <clears throat> wow, what a weird way to start. 
<laughs> and she continues, I'm not by any means a hardcore gamer. I enjoy video games, but I can get absorbed in them if uh, they have a good story. But I'm not obsessive, and I don't play for hours and hours trying to lock every little thing or beat all the levels on hard. I do enjoy certain kinds of video games and dislike others. Uh, is that because I'm a girl or is it because of my personality? Good question. Uh, I dislike first-person shooters, war games, anything where cute furry animals die mercilessly. That's actually one of my favorite kind of games, but whatever. Um, (laughs) And games that require me to build up skills in one of the following. Speed, accuracy, motor controls, etc. Pretty much, if I need to shoot a small target while running and avoiding bullets throughout the entire game, I don't like it. Um, I do like puzzles, challenges, games like Phoenix Wright and Hotel Dusk. Tomb Raider has always been one of my favorites. Uh, Side-schoolers like Mario or Sonic. Uh, I like games where I can take my time and work through it at my own pace. If someone is shooting at me and I have to disarm a bomb before A, time runs out, or B, they shoot me, that is not at my own pace. (laughs) A a lot of games out there are for guys without even really meaning to be or giving a whole lot of thought into it. So many games have lead characters who are male. Tomb Raider is probably one of the ultimate female-driven games, except it still really is meant for guys. Seriously, how many girls playing video games look like Lara Croft? Not enough. <laughs> right. right. Oh, wait. Sorry. Was that, was that out loud? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> she continues, granted, no girl who's playing with Barbie dolls looks like Barbie, but the point is Lara is hot, rich, and single, and she is most definitely meant for guys. I also like games where you can choose between being a girl character or a boy character. Pokemon was one of the first games to do this on my Game Boy, and I was so excited. Uh, Pokemon is still one of my guilty pleasures, and I have no problem playing it wherever I go. I was very, I was very popular with the kids I watched at camp this summer because I've been playing since Blue. Uh, some some of the games uh, don't even need a gender; you just enter your name. Age of Empires being one of those. Um, this is a nice little segue into Imagine Babies. On behalf of the entire female population, I am completely and utterly offended. Apparently, Ubisoft didn't have any women in their brainstorming developing process or consult a woman at all. I realize that they are attempting to uh, to target a certain demographic that has not really had any games catered to it in the past, but seriously, uh, all you really have to do is to get to that age range is make games where you have a choice between male and female as a main character and not have it heavily based in hand-to-hand combat, guns, or explosions. There are girls that like that, and I myself enjoy it from time to time, but preteen and early teenage girls are not going to buy things like Nintendogs, or are going to, sorry, there's no not there, are going to buy things like Nintendogs uh, and Animal Crossing. Stuff that's not action-heavy, but not incredibly simple or boring. As a little side note, I found a website re- that you guys might enjoy, but uh, you might be able to read on your podcast because of the language. Uh, it go- it's along the lines of the imagined baby daddies that you two were joking about in episode twenty. Enjoy it. Uh, I'll leave out that uh, URL here because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, damage any young minds. Yeah, um, we're kid friendly podcast. We are. We are. Uh, she continues. Uh, so that. Uh, that is this 21-year-old female college student's opinion of girly games. Thank you for talking about it. I also recently signed up for the Button Masher forums and posted most of what I said in this email in the DS forum too So uh, to get some discussion going. Keep up the good work, and that's Jean. Uh, so thanks, Jean. That's uh, the first and probably the best response to our girl gamer question that we got. And if you guys are interested in talking about girl games, uh, definitely head on over to the Button Masher forums and uh, join in and uh, and chat it up. Uh, we definitely have some good conversations going there. Well, that just shows right. you how much the girls are a force to be reckoned with because not only was that pretty much the best email we received on that topic, that's pretty much been the best and most concise and well-written email we've ever had ever. 
period Ever. across both of our podcasts. <laughs> so Jean, uh, hats off to you. That was a, a great email. And thanks brilliant. for sending it in. And she's a 21 right, year old well, female. That's pretty hot. A college student. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Where so you, you, at, girl? You, sh- you should sign up for the button masher forums there, Edgar. I should. Maybe we should start a little love connection thing going on your button masher network. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll look into that. I'm not promising anything, though. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Okay, moving on. Our, our last email is from Jane, and, and she writes, Hey, y'all, I recently began listening to your podcast, and I think it's great. I've been having a lot of fun listening through your archive while at work. I purchased my pink DS Lite about a month ago, and I don't think I've ever had this much fun playing video games. I absolutely love Kirby Squeak Squad and the new Super Mario Brothers. I've also developed quite a Picross addiction. Hey, me too. That game rocks. Uh, in your last podcast, you asked if anyone was interested in Drawn to Life, and I have to tell you, I am. About a year ago, my husband saw something on G4 about a game for the PC where you could draw your protagonist. I thought it looked like something I would be interested in, but he didn't manage to catch the name of the game. And I think this might come close. Uh, I'll be at the store the day it comes out, picking it up. Keep the podcast coming. Jane. P.S. I think Baby Daddies would be a great title for an adult-oriented <laughs> logic game, similar to the logic puddles, puzzles from high school algebra class. <laughs> And there you go. Another email about Imagine Baby Daddies. So thanks, Jane, for sending that in. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed Drawn to Life. I know that came out a little while ago. Um, I, I almost picked it up. I, I've almost picked it up a couple times, and I, I just haven't. But it still is a game that I want to check out when I have uh, a few minutes to uh, to play with a new uh, DS game. So there you go. Uh, thanks, Jane, for writing in. And thanks to all of our fans for sending in the email even the ones that are complaining, uh, we, we do appreciate it. And I know that when you guys complain, it shows that you really do love what we do here. And we do love bringing it to you. So, again, from, from both Edgar and myself, thanks for sending in all of your emails. Yeah, seriously, guys, we're going to try to get back, up, back on track. Um, and actually, it's pretty crappy that I say that because the holidays are coming up. So, most likely, we're not going to get back on track. But we're going to try very hard <laughs> to get back we're on gonna track. We're going to try to get something out at least every couple of weeks um, yeah, to begin absolutely. with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean that's that's about the the least that we can do for you guys because because we love you and we want to we want to get some podcasts and we want to keep getting uh, good emails uh, from you guys just like the ones previous and in order mm-hmm. to do so you know what we also need we haven't had any uh, game reviews thirty second game reviews in a while yeah we haven't had any of those in a while send those in guys we're very interested in hearing your uh, game reviews so we can play them on future episodes of the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, if, you, if you do want to contact us, uh, there's many ways to do that. The first is head on over to dslifepodcast.com, click dig us uh, at the top of the page, and uh, that will raise us up the ranks in dig.com of internet podcasters. More people will see us, which will lead to more talkbacks coming in. Uh, you can uh, reach us on the web, like I said, at dslifepodcast.com, email dslifepodcast at gmail.com, or send us a voicemail at our voicemail line, and that is area code 206 326-1221. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that number is 206-326-1221. And that was dedicated to all the 21-year-old female college students out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> all right, guys. That's going to about do it. Here. And we're happy that this actually worked. I'm like, my God. I mean, we actually finished a podcast without any internet failure. <laughs> Lloyd? Lloyd, are you there? Lloyd? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll catch you later. Peace. DS Life, your DS News source. I thought that was really good.